this is John Gramstrand, and I'm a certified energy specialist for CHS Egg Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Tyler Donaldson. We'll also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. Well, Grand Forks-based National Weather Service General Forecaster Matthew McLaughlin expects our temperatures to slowly warm into the weekend. Wind chill warning will probably go away starting tomorrow as temperatures start to rise and the winds sort of die down. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, we're necessarily not going to be cold. We're still going to be roughly in the wind chills of negative 20s, negative 30s. And McLaughlin says there is a possible weather pattern shift coming this weekend, which should usher in those warmer temperatures. So we could really start um, to see the those above temperatures possibly breaking zero, roughly maybe Wednesday. We might see them Tuesday, but definitely by this weekend we are expecting that major warm push to really solidify. We do have a slight dusting coming tonight for northwest Minnesota area. And as the winds die down, our chances of blowing snow reduces. And then we could possibly see a slight chance of snow coming Thursday, Friday. The disruptions on the Red Sea have sent container shipping rates skyward. The benchmark Shanghai Containerized Freight Index is up 16% in the past week. The spot rate has gone up 114% in the past month. Houthi rebels have attacked nearly 30 ships since mid-November, and most shipping companies are going around the southern tip of Africa to avoid the conflict in the Red Sea. That adds 10 days and 1 million in fuel costs for each one-way trip between Asia and Europe. One of the largest shipping uh, container shipping companies in the world plans to bypass the Panama Canal by using the railroad. The Panama Canal is dealing with reduced water levels due to a drought, which has impacted the volume it can handle. The Danish shipping firm Maersk announced it will use the rail line that runs next to the Panama Canal to make the connection between the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. The city of Berlin has been brought to a standstill with a demonstration featuring trucks, tractors, and more than 10,000 farmers. Protests began in recent weeks after the German government announced plans to cut certain tax breaks for farmers. Protesters are also upset with high energy costs and competition from Ukrainian grain. Meanwhile, Romanian farmers and truck drivers are blocking traffic and staging protests. Romanian farm groups are upset about the high cost of diesel fuel, environmental regulations, and the influx of Ukrainian agricultural imports. The protesters are seeking a moratorium on loan repayments and additional financial assistance. Ag Country Farm Credit Services will distribute a record 125 million patronage dividend to its member owners. The Ag Country Board has issued a 1% patronage dividend for the past five years. Due to the success of this past year, the board has declared a special secondary 50 basis point patronage dividend. The first installment will be paid in March with the second tentatively set for mid-year. Two of the largest farm cooperatives are considering ways to work together. 
CHS and Growmark now collaborate on projects. CHS President and CEO Jay Deberton says the plan is to consider new opportunities to join forces. In an interview with the Red River Farm Network, Deberton, we asked Deberton if this process could result in a merger. Could it result in a merger someday? I think the answer is it could, if that's what uh, you know, if that's where this where this goes. But I also wouldn't say that that's the only way it can go. Um, it may be that we just find more opportunities to work together, or on the other hand, we feel that you know what we've got in place right now is is is, is really the right mix. So it is uh, it is it is definitely an explore explore phase, but. But, you know, in agriculture, we, we need to make sure we got our head up and are looking for these opportunities and, and a way to add value for, uh, for, for, for the people that own us. And, uh, and, and that's what we're about to do. Teams from CHS and Growmark will meet over the next couple of weeks to explore all options. CHS is the nation's largest farm cooperative with 2022 revenues of nearly $46 billion. Growmark is the fourth largest farm cooperative with annual revenues of $14.5 billion. CHS is based in the Twin Cities. Growmark headquartered in Bloomington, Illinois. The annual Red River Basin Land and Water International Summit Conference is in West Fargo this week. Red River Basin Commissioner Executive Director Ted Preister gave us a preview of what we can look forward to this year. Forty years ago, we started doing this annual summit. Uh, so we always have a highlight of what can we do about flood damage reduction. And this year we have uh, finalized a, a major step forward in a study. The long-term flood solution is about 12 years old now. So it was time for an update since so many people have uh, done flood control projects, etc., throughout the basin. So we have a, a big update presentation on that. Our keynote speaker we're really excited about is uh, out of the Bismarck area. His name is Jerry Doan. He runs the Black Red Ranch out there. Um, and is a regenerative agriculture advocate, so he'll be talking a lot about soil health. Other topics this year include animal habitats and waterway connectivity. Animal habitat uh, and the improvement in lake sturgeon fish passage connectivity. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of work on that uh, over the years, and there's been some really exciting stuff happening with sturgeon being in parts of the basin that they haven't been in in decades because of you know, other projects that have happened. So uh, we're really going to span the gamut of all things Red River this year. The conference runs from Tuesday to Thursday and is being held at the West Fargo Conference Center. Acres and Shares is reporting 504 American Crystal Sugar Beet shares traded hands during the week that ended January 13th. Average price per share, $5,401, with a high of $5,475 and a low of $5,400. So far this trading season, 3,459 shares have sold with an average price of $5,253. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Farm news on the Red River Farm Network. Prop 12 has now been in full effect for over two weeks. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Legislation has been introduced on the federal level that would prevent new initiatives like California's Prop 12. National Pork Producers Council President-elect Lori Stevermer says the main goal is to avoid a patchwork of regulation across the country. Definitely a lot of conversations on, on federal preemption regarding Prop 12 and you know we've had conversations with both Republicans and Democrats and certainly they they understand the challenges that we're facing as as pork producers 
I would say, you know, in an ideal situation, legislation would would make Prop 12 go away. But uh, we know that that's not likely to happen. So, you know, a lot of the conversations we've had are to avoid a patchwork of legislation. So what what can we do to to federally preempt something like this, a Prop 12, from happening again? Stevermer says this type of legislation can be complicated. It's important to narrow down the true purpose to prevent any unintended consequences. We have some farms that have made some changes to be Prop 12 compliant. So certainly respect that there's a, a variety of opinions on Prop 12. Uh, like I said, I, a lot of our conversations have been on, on a federal preemption. And, you know, right now, when you say federal preemption, people think fairly broadly. I mean, there's been comments brought up about Emerald Ashbor and some of the, the rules that are in place and states now to protect that. That's why the discussion is, you know, narrowing down this a bit more so that it affects, is it too broad spread so that we can get, I think, buy-in from, from the legislators that we need to, to, to have something like this be successful. Since the implementation, Stevermer says there have been reports of less pork consumption and higher prices in California. Obviously, that's that's concerning to see that happen. And, you know, it's not just concerning for us as pork producers. I mean, we, we want pork to move. I mean, that times have been challenging economically for us. But I would say that it's it's concerning for consumers, right? We're still feeling the effects of inflation, even though our, our grocery prices have maybe tempered a little bit. But, you know, pork has been a very affordable protein for a large number of people. So to see trends that would say people are buying less of it is concerning because it is a like I said, it's healthy, affordable protein, and we obviously have a lot of families that need that. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. The 56th annual North Dakota Dairy Convention will be held Wednesday in Bismarck. North Dakota Livestock Alliance Executive Director Amber Wood is looking forward to the event. We've kind of shifted it around after the past couple of years, so we actually, the annual meeting of the North Dakota Milk Producers Association will start at 11. And then the luncheon starts at noon. We have a really cool keynote speaker. Her name is Dr. Erin Cordes. She is from the University of Minnesota, and she's going to talk about building value and sustainability. So she should be a really cool presentation, and her information would be applicable to all animal agriculture. So we're really excited to have her, and we'll also have, during the luncheon, we'll have awards for the Milky Way and for the Merit Award and the presentation of the Commissioner's Award of Dairy Excellence as well. So it's going to be a... A really cool event. Wood expects to hear discussion on utilizing increased feed in the state. North Dakota, with the recent expansion of our soybean crushing capacities and with our ethanol infrastructure, we have so much feed up here. And dairy is such an important part of utilizing and optimizing those feeds that are being created here in the state. So instead of sending our, our commodities, our feed out on on trucks to other states to be fed to other livestock or out of country, you know, we'd really like to capture as much of that as possible here in the state. And dairy is such an awesome opportunity for that. Congressional leaders took steps over the weekend to avoid a government shutdown. This deal calls for another continuing resolution to fund parts of the government, including USDA, until March 1st. The rest of the agencies would have enough money to operate until March 8th. 
Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said it will take bipartisan cooperation in both chambers of Congress to pass the CR and send it to the president's desk before Friday's deadline. That may be a big lift in the House where members of the Freedom Caucus want to use the government spending bill as leverage to secure the U.S. border with Mexico. USDA is awarding $19 million in grants to the availability of uh, renewable fuels in 22 states. Application deadline is at the end of March. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota Soybean Growers Association President Bob Worth expects to hear a lot of conversation around sustainable aviation fuel during Min Ag Expo that will take place Wednesday and Thursday and in Mankato. Uh, we want to make sure that soybean and soybean oil is part of sustainable aviation fuel. And that's something that we really want to see happen. So we want to be able to sit at the table when they're discussing what kind of fuels they're going to do and how they're going to do it. We just want to make sure that soybeans are, are sitting at the table and make sure we get our fair share. Worth says there's a lot to look forward to at this year's event. So P.J. Fleck. The uh, Gopher uh, head coach of the football program is going to speak Wednesday night at uh, at our banquet. So he's a very good uh, speaker, motivational speaker. So that'll be fun to listen to what he has to say. Just come and have a really good time and uh, see a lot of people. The Northern Pulse Growers Association will hold their annual meeting uh, a week from Tuesday to January 23rd in Minot. Northern Pulse Marketing and uh, Marketing and Communications Specialist Aaron Becker invites everyone to come early. For the folks that get there the night before, we are doing a research social. Um, we're talking about the newest things that are happening in the pulse industry with our researchers, and we'll have a complimentary beer tasting at that um, from 5 to 7 p.m., and then on the 23rd, everything kicks off at about 8 a.m. with our annual business meeting. And then we're going to flow right into um, Dr. Joe Outlaw, who is backed by popular demand, who will be speaking on um, our egg policy update. And the day is filled with trade show and more presentations. And then we uh, have a, a trade show break with our vendors. And then we'll speak with Jacob Shapiro um, with Cognitive Investments, and he'll be speaking on geopolitics and the future of U.S. agriculture. So he's a wealth of knowledge, gives a very in-depth, um, enlightening presentation. So if you missed those two speakers last year, this is your time to come and, come and listen to them. They're both backed by popular demand um, and both give great information. Again, that, again, that Northern Crops, or the uh, Northern Pulse uh, meeting is a week from Tuesday, uh, January 22nd, the 23rd, rather, in Minot. Well, thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.